This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As anxious people, we know it can be hard to ask for help when you're struggling with your mental health. BetterHelp offers customised online therapy where you can video call, phone or have live chat sessions with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works and it could work for you. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're not dealing very well with stress. We know these are things that we struggle with as self-employed artists ourselves. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And a special offer to all Out of Ink listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash outofink. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash outofink. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. And welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, B. Baron Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Gets better every week, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It, you know, the improvement there is massive. Um, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better than you were this time last week? What happened this time last week? Oh, potential <laughs> COVID. I just want to clear up. I don't think I had COVID because I tested <laughs> negative. I, no, but I tested negative every single day. I didn't feel very well, but I might have been coming out in sympathy with Adam. Anyway, r- regardless, I feel much better. It's because you're so extra, a cold for you turns into COVID. Yeah, and Adam was so ill that I just sort of thought I must have COVID. But honestly, I tested every day and every day was negative and I just... I don't know. I could have had it. I I will never know. Well, I believe you had it because both times my parents had it. They only tested positive on a PCR, I think, Mm. so... I feel good this week, though. Good. Physically or mentally? Oh, physically. (laughs) Mentally, I'm still a mess. Yeah. Nothing horrendous has happened today to either of us, I don't think. We've just had hard days, haven't we? A bit of a struggle. Yeah, I think what's happened is, first of all, this time last week, we were like, oh, it's so warm. We'll do a nice on the anxiety scale. <laughs> and and today, it snowed today. <laughs> yeah, it snowed today. So that didn't help. And also, we both had really intense mornings. So you had a launch, which is always terrifying. Mm, not nice. And I, I did a Zoom talk to an MA group of printmakers. I felt completely underqualified and it was really scary. And I think when you've got that much adrenaline in you and then whatever is happening is over, then you just are sad, mm. right? And that's why we're really yeah. sad. <laughs> Really, really sad. Oh, and then I um, I thought, oh, well, seeing as I managed that talk, you know, that was a scary mm. talk. You were feeling brave after that. I was feeling really brave, so I thought, <laughs> I'll just go live on TikTok. <laughs> you trendy kid. I know, gosh, I'm so old to be on TikTok, <laughs> I swear. I don't even have TikTok. So basically, we mentioned TikTok, I think, possibly in the Instagram episode, the first mm. one, and I was like, stay away, it'll ruin your life. I stand by that. <laughs> Because every evening I go on TikTok and I'm just addicted to watching videos of people packing up sweet orders, <laughs> videos of people packing up precious stones. <laughs> That's the weirdest one. And um, 
my newest one is videos of so these are live videos they're all live i don't like just the 15 <laughs> second clips i want a yeah. live video i want to sit down for an hour and watch mm. people scratch scratch cards that is my scratch, new thing scratch cards yeah. you scratch off different letters and then if you make a word you get like a point <laughs> And then if you get three words, you get $2. Wow. I don't. The guy mm. doing it does. Anyway, that's my jam. How did your live go? So I thought I can do this. Because basically, when you go live on TikTok, people can gift you things. <laughs> and like one coin is one P. And I thought, this is how I'm going to make my millions. <laughs> I don't need to make art anymore. <laughs> did you get gifted anything? Oh, no. no one gave me anything. I was on there for about 50 minutes. Some people some people are given about 20,000 coins in one live and I had nothing. Okay, B, can't stop laughing at my misery for not getting oh, any coins no. from TikTok. But then to be fair, B, don't have that many followers on TikTok, do you? I've got 2,500 followers on TikTok and I got them all from my first video. And I think I had like 2,700 after my first video. It went a bit crazy. That is really impressive yeah and since then i've posted maybe 30 times and i've lost 200 <laughs> oh, no. do you know how many viewers you had on your live video yeah so uh, i started off with uh none <laughs> And I was like, okay, this is okay. This is not scary. Then I got one. And actually, at most, it went to 67. Mm-hmm. Only three people commented in 50 minutes <laughs> time. And it was really awkward because I was just sat there in silence. I put some music on, oh, you did know. You? Bit what of music did you go for? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mina, Mina, we'll scrap that, <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> Anyway, I couldn't really see what I was engraving, so it all went a bit wrong. I ruined the block that I'd been saving. No, that's not good. The good news is I got about 370 likes. Mm. My top viewer stayed for 26 minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's dedication, actually. Yeah. And I gained three followers. Okay. (laughs) Would you do it again? Yes, because I want a coin. I know it's only worth one penny, but I want a coin to my name. So I will do it again. But basically, give me a year and I'll do an episode on TikTok for you all when I understand it. If I give you a coin on TikTok, does that come out of my bank account, that coin? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You buy coins and then you gift coins. I think you buy them at like 2p and you give them and the person gets 1p. I reckon that's how they get money, TikTok. Oh, I see. But some things you can buy for like maybe like £100. And you can gift real special things, like a little unicorn that appears or sparkles. And you'd get the unicorn, but you'd also get £100? Uh, the person, yeah, you'd get money. And I think you can redeem it as gift cards, but also maybe pull the money out as real money. Now you've got my, now you've good, got my interest, you see. Yeah, people make a decent amount of money on it, but not me, so <laughs> anyway. This week's anxiety scale is... Kitchen gadgets. And when we say gadget, we mean like something that's not necessary in your kitchen, but is like there to improve how you work Mm, in your kitchen. mm -hmm. So for my least anxious day ever, number 10, Mm -hmm. it is a rice cooker. Okay. You put the rice in, you put the water in, you press a little button and it pops up when it's ready and it's always perfect rice. Mm. But like I see loads of people struggling to make good rice and then they buy rice in little bags. Oh, yeah. And really they just need a rice cooker. I disagree with this. Okay. Adam is so good at cooking perfect rice. 
No, you don't need to be good at cooking rice. So Adam could drop that skill. He doesn't need it. Just get a rice cooker. I think it's a really common misconception that cooking rice is really difficult. And it's not. You just put a cup of rice in, if it's for two people, then you fill it with yeah. cold water up until yeah. your... What's this called on your finger? Knuckle. Yeah, up until your knuckle. Honestly, perfect. You've got lots of knuckles, though. And we're and you're showing me, but we're an audio medium here. Just so above what... your first knuckle on your first finger. I reckon... For everyone that isn't watching B point at her finger, um, <laughs> it's probably two centimeters. Yeah, just under. And you put and you put yeah. your finger in, stick your finger in the rice. Make sure your hands are clean. Yeah. <laughs> Fill with water up to that point. Yeah. Put that on your hob with a lid. Leave it. Just mm. leave it. Don't touch it. Don't lift the lid up. Just leave it. And mm. then when you go back to it after mm. a certain amount of time. It's perfection. Basically, I love a rice cooker. It's the best thing ever. Let's move on. What's your worst kitchen gadget? My worst kitchen gadget? You might argue it's not a gadget, but I think it is because it's something you bring into your kitchen that is unnecessary. (laughs) And it is. And this is what sparked the idea for um, this anxiety Mm. scale because I used one on the weekend and I wanted to scream. (laughs) Okay. It is a washing up bowl. What? I don't think that's a kitchen gadget. It is because you have a perfectly good sink and then you put a bowl in it. And that is trying to improve things when it makes things worse. I get the idea of washing up bowl because then it means you can pour the dirty water down the side. We have a sink with like an extra mini sink at the side so we can do that. So I do yeah. understand I'm privileged to have a mini sink. That's <laughs> you and your extra sink. They're cumbersome. They're always a bit manky and it means often you can't really access the tap because they're in the way. I've used them mainly for bathing sick chickens in. They are useful for baths. <laughs> yeah, sick chickens or a sick bucket. Or I took them to a festival and washed my hair there in you it. Go. But any of them, it's totally fine. <laughs> but not in the sink. Okay. And then today, I am an electric grater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a sentence. I think that's quite a pointless gadget. And I'm going to be disappointed in you if this rates highly i don't think but it's not going to rate highly is it i think it's probably three okay it's a five. Oh, um and i'm not saying i'm not really sad right now because i'm really really <laughs> sad i feel really really sad about the world mm. but i'm not that anxious i'm just a bit sad so i can't say i'm that anxious mm. and an electric gator because i hate grating things often grating my knuckle and so an electric grater, which we do have as part of our food processor, is a great invention, but it's not really worth washing up. And mm. 90% of the time, after dreaming of one, I just choose to hand grate because I can't bother to wash it up. That's why it's a five. Okay. What's your anxiety scale? Number 10. I struggled with number 10. I really liked this concept. But mm. when I started thinking about it, I did struggle with it. Anyway, okay. I've ended up going with something I don't actually own, but I did used to own. And I think I should own it again, given that it's my yeah, number 10. Yeah, you should really, if it's number 10. Mm. And it is a toasty maker. Because we, we used to have one, and we would make the most delicious cheese toasties in it. And it was mm. a lovely lunch. The only thing I hated about it was cleaning it afterwards. Because if you yeah. forgot to clean it straight away, the cheese just solidified and you never got it off. We lost a couple of them because... They were, you know, we couldn't clean them. We had to bin them. What? <laughs> Two? I'm not going to let you get one again. <laughs> no, no, because we would look after it, I think. We would look after it. Well, that's not what history says. <laughs> 
Anyway, I just really wanted a toasty when I thought of it, so that's why it made number 10. Okay. Number one, I can't really believe this is the thing, hence why it's okay. number one. And it is. Again, I don't own it, and I will never own it because I've got okay. pizza scissors. What? Yeah. It's a thing. So you get these scissors that have like a knife in them, but they're specifically for cutting pizza. But if you think of the amount of toppings you have on a pizza, how on earth yeah. are you going to cut through? Like, I don't know, a piece of pineapple or some halloumi. It's just, it's going to be a mess. It's going to pull all your toppings off. How do you cut your pizza? Well, either with a pizza cutter. Yeah. Or just with a sharp knife. Okay, well, I cut my pizza with scissors. <laughs> But not pizza scissors, any old scissors in the drawer, which could be worse. What? Uh, uh, the best way to cut pizza, it's really hard to do. Those pizza, the rolly things, what are they called? The pizza cutter, they work really well. They're blunt, they don't work, you need scissors. Right, so you disagree with me then? Completely. This is real upsetting for me, because I thought wow. I'd found the most ridiculous kitchen gadget. I was googling ridiculous kitchen gadgets today, there were so many. Pizza scissors? It's completely normal practice. No. We're going to have to move on before we really fall out over this. Okay, today I'm sitting at Banana Slicer. Oh, I saw this on the internet today too. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to say you're a three. Mm, Yeah, put it at a three. I think possibly a banana slicer is more useless than a three, but I just wanted to mention it because I saw it and I just thought, (laughs) this is a waste of money. Nobody needs this. Can you imagine washing that up? Yeah, awful. (laughs) <laughs> it's basically for anyone that hasn't googled ridiculous kitchen gadgets today which is possibly all of these <laughs> um it's like in the shape of a banana with like a horizontal grid and you push it over the banana but like you can cut a banana with a butter knife why do you need a gadget for that i don't know molly why do you need pizza scissors to cut a pizza <laughs> <laughs> before we dive into this topic I feel like last week we came to the table, we'd done lots of research. I don't know about you, B, but I've been too tired and too sad to do any research today. <laughs> so just, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but I'm worried it's not going to be very wise. The thing is, the topic that mm. we've picked, product photography, both of us do this on a regular basis. So I feel yeah. like this, this week we're going to be giving you personal advice maybe rather than professional research but it's still valid because i'm sure we've both had trials and errors in product photography okay question number one is it a good idea to stage your artwork in an interior setting i think so especially homewares and items where people uh, like a seeing them in an interior setting and that might help them visualize them in their own homes mm. i think i think that's always helpful yeah i agree and for things like artwork mm. uh, it helps you get an idea of scale as well yeah that's true it just means if you stumble across a listing and it's got a photo you know and it's a picture and it's a really beautiful living room then you might ins- mm. you might aspire to make your living room that beautiful and so you start that by buying that print so it might just make a sale how many photos for one artwork are too many slash too little too many in a listing mm. would probably be more than 10 i'd say because after that you've seen it yeah. Unless there's loads of different colourways. I think you just need to have a good selection of different types of photos. So, if, for example, a close-up, one of it in a natural setting or an interior setting, like we just said, 
One including a real detailed shot to show off a really nice feature. So if it's a necklace, mm. you could really zoom in and show off like the clasp or the chain. Mm. But don't also put up too little and maybe leave people thinking they haven't seen enough to make the sale. Yeah, I've definitely looked at items and there's been maybe one photo and I've walked away because... It's not enough, is it? No, I didn't know really know what I was buying. It wasn't enough to persuade me. And I yeah. would have probably bought if there were at least three or four. I've got some advice actually for if you're thinking I need more photos but I'm not sure what else I could put here. If you have an item that you've got a similar item that it goes with, you could put a photo of that other item, maybe with the item that the listing is for, and it might mm. help upsell. So you might sell that and you might sell the other item because someone might see it, say, as a photograph of two images hanging together and go, oh, that's such a lovely pairing. So I'll buy this print, but I'll also go and buy the other one. And mm. it's also using your own products as advertising. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Especially if you've got a listing you know is popular and lots of people click on mm. and some that kind of go with it but aren't so popular. Okay, me and Molly argued over this question because I did not understand it. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to hand over to Molly so she can explain to me and you what's going on. I feel like sometimes it gets a bit tense because (laughs) we're like, we're friends but colleagues. So we have like opinions and we really politely try and tell each other like, you're wrong. (laughs) It's like the most passive aggressive messages this morning. (laughs) Oh, no, it wasn't. I just honestly just didn't think that this was a photography question. I see Basically, that- whoever, whoever sent this in, I fought for you, okay? <laughs> yeah. So the question is, photographing versus scanning, pros and cons. So I basically didn't know how scanning was a form of product photography. Enter Molly. So if you're a digital artist, so you draw a picture, B, on Procreate. Hmm. And by drawing it on there, you have that main image, that image that people often use as the main one on a listing, that is just the image. Say I print a print Hmm. on my press. When I try and photograph it, it's hard to get the light equal. Hmm. So there might be light at the top and the bottom. Basically, it's really hard to get a good image of the actual print. But here's where I... if you put the, therefore if you put it in the scanner <laughs> you're talking over me this is my question therefore if you put, <laughs> therefore if you put it in a scanner it's gonna basically take a picture of your print with equal lighting i see that it's a really good idea mm. for getting your print onto the computer but i would never advise to put a photo of your product that is just the product without being in a frame or with a watermark because then you are opening yourself up to someone going lovely this is just a print (laughs) i'm gonna print it myself and or sell it and duplicate it and rip it off and you'll find it all over amazon so that's i would i never put up pictures of just the illustration they're always a lower res photo or you know they're in a frame so that they're slightly set back from the screen or you can watermark it but i think that's what confused me about this question because i don't think you should be doing that okay first of all be is talking from experience here <laughs> i really want to buy her work real cheap go to amazon <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover this in a copyright episode but we're not emotionally strong enough to deal with it <laughs> no. so that will happen in the future um but if you do that Hmm. But they still took your artwork and still put it on Amazon. Yeah, no, but they took it in its very low-res form and the reviews on Amazon literally say, this artwork is so pixelated. (laughs) 
So if you look at my website, all my listings, the first image is just the artwork, no watermark, not that low resolution. So people go mad. (laughs) (laughs) So go copy Molly's work, you'll get better reviews. I think it's slightly different with my work because I don't sell it as a digital form, whereas you do. Mm. So it's slightly different. Anyway... Just to go back to the question, quickly finish it before Bean gets annoyed at me. Um, she said, is this going to take up the whole podcast? You're explaining this. And I said, no, it'll be 30 seconds, but it hasn't been, so I need to move on. Basically, scanning can be a really good alternative. Unless your artwork has a slight sheen to it, and then it will reflect. Also, it does limit how most people don't have like an A1 scanner. So for lots of artworks, mm. it's not the right size. I photograph my work because I feel like it looks less flat, which is bit silly because my work is 2D. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on. Move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you get good lighting for photos on a budget and do you rely on bright days to photograph or do you have fancy lighting equipment? Can I cover this one? Yeah. Can I cover it too? <laughs> Can I answer it too or are you letting me... Is it just the Molly show now? <laughs> oh, no, it's just one of the only questions I knew I could answer today. Go on then. Right, this is the last podcast ever, guys. Because we can't deal with her anymore. (laughs) Right. I wait for the perfect day. I look at the weather for the next seven days when I know I need to photograph. It gets harder in the summer and harder in the depth of winter. Mm. But I want a day where the sky is white. It's just all clouds, no blue sky, but it's Mm. bright. I don't want grey clouds. I want white clouds. I don't (laughs) want blue sky. I don't want sun. I want white clouds, but bright. That is the perfect weather. I think people often think they need to wait for a sunny day and actually it is a nightmare photographing on a sunny day. Everything goes blue. It's the the white balance. And even if you change the white balance on your camera and you understand it, which I don't really, (laughs) it's still quite blue. I would say that I do wait for bright days, like you've just said. There is the optimum day of taking photos. But sometimes you might be in a hurry or a launch might be quite soon and there's not an option. If you don't have an option, you can take the photo regardless of the weather. So long Mm. as you're prepared to be able to edit it or you've got knowledge so you can edit it. Just up the brightness and play around with the levels. I do that a lot anyway think that's really Mm. important my photos i never upload them as as they are they always get an edit also i find when artworks on white paper if there's a lot of white Mm. it's really tricky um and if you've had to take on a day that's not great weather wise you're gonna have to just spend a while selecting the white area on photoshop and bringing the saturation down that's what i do so it looks less blue or pink or whatever color it's gone there's a setting on photoshop that's replace color that Mm. is my best friend because quite often i'll be photographing tea towels and they'll end up looking really yellow and i know for a Mm. fact that they're not yellow they're like a nice off-white really neutral color and i just Mm. go in to the replace color and i pull the saturation down and you'd never know that the photo used to be an orangey horrible mess oh well i'm gonna ask you where to find that and also i about five years ago purchased two photography daylight lights on like the tripods with the umbrellas and Mm. they were about 20 pound each they weren't really expensive ones oh really they were really cheap yeah it was back in the day when i used amazon (laughs) they are good if you need a bit more brightness but i wouldn't just rely on them it's it's not a replacement of the sunlight at that 
price. I think maybe if you bought really good quality ones, it would be. You've also got to be careful when using lighting. I've made this mistake. In just going, if you don't have photography lighting, just going around your house looking for lamps and then quite often they give off quite a yellow light. You need a daylight light or a white light or an LED, Mm. don't you? Yeah, definitely. I have seen these boxes you can get that are like kind of... Yes, I had one of those. I didn't get on with it, but I know what you mean. It has lights all built in. That I almost found that was too bright. And also it's constricting because they're quite often quite small. small. I feel like if you're photographing jewellery, that might be a good shout. Mm. But I didn't find it useful for my products. Mm. Okay. Um, What are your thoughts on computer-generated frames slash backgrounds? I use these a lot. They're really useful. They're quite a cheap way to do your product photography. So they're quite good if you're on a bit of a budget or if you don't have a lot of time because you can do them really quickly. So what this basically means is you can buy them on Etsy. They're like mock-up photos where you get a Photoshop file and it'll be a nice image with a frame and the frame will be blank inside. And then when you open up the Photoshop file, it's all layered and you can quite often double click the layer where you want to insert the image, put in your illustration or whatever, save it. And when you go back to the mock-up, the image is there. So you've got Mm. a a ready-made product photo without you having to set up your own scene with props etc there's pros and cons i would say i'd say a con is if you find one that you like and then everyone else finds it and then everyone's photos look the same as yours then you can lose your individuality a bit and also if you do it yourself you get to choose a bit more about the styling and your own props but yeah a massive pro is just how quick it is and how cheap it is and how you don't have to worry about lighting and um you can use them again and again and again and i would definitely recommend trying them a try and some of them are really cheap like maybe 50p I did use to mock my prints up in frames I made the frames to fit and I have a few frames lying around that I use specifically for it but if I'm completely honest I got really lazy and stopped doing it <laughs> and also it was you know so many people think the frames included even yeah. no matter if, if you write the frames not included they think it's included oh I've had people before be like excuse me where's my frame <laughs> even even though you've written frame not included there's always yeah. one or yeah. 10 what things should you avoid with product photography i would say avoid underexposed images because we don't just use photos of our products for our listings we use them on instagram as well and often i see like beautiful artwork and it's really dull and quite dark on the screen because it's not got enough lighting it hasn't been edited to be light enough and it makes you not notice it makes you scroll past and there's so much competition on an instagram feed if one's a bit dull even if the artwork's really nice it's not going to do very well yeah what advice would you give about props and backdrops i would say definitely invest in some backdrops i have quite a lot of they're called photo boards and they're basically like just pieces of mount board with a texture or like a photo of a floorboard on it etc so that you can mock up a nice style that you might want to photograph something on without having to have it in your house so for example i've got one that's like a marble texture i don't personally have any marble textures in my house (laughs) so it just means you can swap and change your backgrounds a bit and not photograph it all on the same one yeah what kind of price were those so i'd say a smallish one you're looking at maybe 20 pounds and then for a biggish one things like tea towels oven gloves you're probably looking at about 40 pounds but if you look after them and you store Mm. them correctly they're gonna last for ages and then prop wise i found that if you're photographing things like so again for my tea towels and oven gloves it was a really cheap option i just went out and bought some really nice 
cakes or loaves of bread put that in the photo so to again give it that lifestyle aspect and that wasn't mm. expensive but um i just felt like that really added to the photography of those particular items um should i be outsourcing my product photography i have done this yeah i had a big product launch and so i thought well first of all i had a lot on my plate planning the rest of the launch so i thought if i can offset one of these tasks and get it off my to-do list that would be great and it was a bit of an investment because you know i'd never done it before and it is expensive to get a photographer but um it was interesting i think it taught me a few things i think it first of all taught me that i could probably do it myself Mm. i got lovely photos from it don't get me wrong and it was worth doing at the time but i got the photos back and it did make me think okay I see what I haven't been doing with my product photography and what I could be doing and I probably Mm. could do this myself next time and also you were limited with how many you could choose weren't you yeah that's it so I got sent quite a lot of photos and I liked them but I paid for a certain amount and that was quite sad coming away from that going Mm. oh no I I can't have that photo whereas obviously if you do them yourself you're not limited to that but I think it it depends on the product as well because if you're a clothing brand I think you might really benefit from having a model and a professional photographer Mm. Uh, whereas I think for me I just realised with homewares and stuff I had the means to make those look nice myself and also if it's gonna be a bestseller and you're gonna be selling it for a few years it might be worth the investment like for me i do limited edition prints (laughs) it's not worth it (laughs) yeah no uh okay last question do you shoot with an slr or a phone um all my photos on my instagram grid and all my listing photos i've taken on my camera because i find my iphone is great for if you want to take a nice picture of a landscape but actually when I take a picture of my artwork it seems to want to kind of sharpen everything and it doesn't make my prints look very nice so I tend to not photograph with that. I would say the total opposite all of Mm. my photos I take on my iPhone because it's such good quality I can't fault it really and I've taken them on my camera and it's just such a faff for me getting them off the camera uploading them onto my computer Mm -hmm. and then seeing that they're not higher quality really than than my iPhone obviously it depends what phone you've got we have different answers there so if your phone's good enough and you're happy with it Mm. the phone is easier and cheaper but I feel like you can't beat a proper camera but that's just me Back by popular demand (laughs) is the housing segment. So I have some good news. Is it good news? I don't know. We have an offer in on another house. And it's the type of house that I said four episodes ago (laughs) we would never, ever, ever, ever buy. (laughs) Because it needs totally doing up top to Mm. bottom. Like it's a total doer upper. It's livable in, just Mm. depressingly livable in. (laughs) Because (laughs) you'd want to do some things straight away or you'd just be really sad. But it's also a really beautiful house. And we see that it has a lot of potential to potentially be dream house 2.0 done Mm. up to a same or better standard than original dream house. So it's exciting, but we haven't got it yet. So we will see. I feel like it's my dream house because, you know, (laughs) it's got all the things I love. Danes on the carpet, (laughs) wood chip walls. Oh, the wood chip. That show a good investment. Yeah, we'll see. It's exciting. It's terrifying. I'm sure if we find out that we've got it, I will be petrified and think I've made the wrong decision. So, Well, we look forward to that. I've also got a dentist update. You have a dentist (laughs) update? This is hilarious. Adam told me... 
Adam told me this today and I just felt like it was such a good timing for a pod record. Mm. So he got a letter from the dentist saying, we're no longer accepting uh, one-off appointments. We're now a subscription service and you have to pay every month. Oh my God. <laughs> Didn't yeah. Is he at the same dentist as you? Yeah. So, so you're going to me? have to pay too? Yep, so I'm going to have to go on your ridiculous dentist subscription. Oh, that's hilarious. I know. See, I'm the one laughing now. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. As always, we love it when you share the podcast on Instagram and tell your friends. Next week, we're going to be talking about branding. So if you have any questions for us to answer next week, please email them to outofinkpodcast at gmail.com or send me and Molly a DM on Instagram. Should we just end it there? I'm not feeling funny. <laughs> okay, maybe you could just pull out a funny bit and sh- shove it in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs>